0: So today, I'll be honest with you, I'm going a different direction than I thought I was going to go last week. And that has been in response to a lot of the conversations that I've had with you guys, a lot of the things that I've been thinking about and praying about, realizing the things that I feel like get missed so easily. And, and I just want to start off today by saying this. I want you to understand that what I'm saying today, and some of you are going to, oh, wait, wait, wait. Uh, what I'm saying today, I am saying because I absolutely want the best possible relationship for you. Like I am tired of seeing you guys date and marry in a way that ends in pain. I'm so tired of seeing that. I'm tired of dealing with all the crying and the things that happen when relationships continue to go the wrong way, even though we know going into it that that was the wrong person to date. I want so much more for you. I want your relationships to be incredible. I want you to date in a way that you don't walk away wounded and limping. And I want your marriage to be something that sets an example for those around you that they actually see, they go, oh, marriage is possible marriage can't happen. And so some of this may come off a little bit strong. I'm not trying to be a jerk at all. In fact, you guys know this. If I come off the wrong way, you can come and talk to me. I'd love to talk to you about that and why I say this that way. I'm just so, it, it, it is so frustrating and it's so hard. And I'll, I'll be honest with you, my wife and I both, we sit up some nights broken hearted because we see what you guys are going through. And it's incredibly tough to watch. And so that's why we've talked about everything we've talked about. The fantasy idea of love. The idea that there is no perfect person out there. which is a great thing to talk about because it lets the person that you're dating right now off the hook. They're not perfect. They're not expected to be. And so we're supposed to work on ourselves. We talked about the fantasy guy and the fantasy girl and what we should actually be looking for. But today I want to talk and I want to go directly at this idea of, okay, so we've dated the wrong way up until this point. How do we change that? How do we change that? How do we make this change because here's the problem. It's your direction in life, not your intention that determines where you end up, right? It's your direction. It's where you're headed. Just because you know what is right, just because you're like, man, I have some great ideas here. It's very hard to change. It's hard to change habits in dating. Why? Well, we tend to put all the problem many times on the other person, don't we? We tend to go, well, it was all their problem. He's a jerk. She's crazy. That's what I hear every single time. And so we get out of relationships, and the only person we think has a problem is them. And so when we do that, we decide we don't have any mistakes. And so we go from relationship to relationship, and we repeat the same mistakes over and over again. Here's what's interesting. The only place I feel like we don't evaluate our progress is relationships. Like, I feel like in everything else, if you played sports at some time or another, you had to watch film or you had to go back through the game. I remember my dad would videotape our games and I would have to watch them. And it's awful to watch yourself do anything. Like, I remember watching. He's like, why are you standing there? I'm like, I don't know. I wish I could yell at him, but he can't hear me. Like, I don't know what I'm doing there. And he would watch, okay, why did you just do that there? I'm like, because I don't have any more vertical. That's as high as I could get, dad. I'm sorry, that's your fault. But, you know, (laughs) but I remember right now, like the hardest thing for me to do, and especially when I learned to teach early on was watching myself teach. I hate watching myself teach. I watch myself teach and it's like, I sit back in a cringe mode the entire time. I'm like, what are you doing? Why did you just say that? What are you doing with your hands? Like, what is going on there? And I just sit, I'm like, why does anyone listen to you? Like, but I do, I watch it. Why? Because I want to evaluate it. I want to go, okay, I'm doing this thing here. I need to stop doing this. I need to say this differently. Why? Because I want to become better. And here's the deal just because I've done a lot of messages doesn't mean I become a better pastor, right? Just because you've done something many times doesn't mean you become better at it. It just means that you have experience at it. And there's this myth out there that if you have a lot of experience at dating, you're better at relationships. And it's not true. It's not true. In fact, here's the problem. Experience in dating doesn't make you better in relationships. In fact, for some of you, it's made you worse because all of your experience is tainted. All of your experiences was in a bad relationship, and so you have gotten to the end of this. You've dated a lot of people. You're actually worse at it right now than if you never had dated because here's why. You never evaluated what happened. You've never actually looked back at the relationship and gone, okay, what part was theirs, but what part is mine? What part is in my life that I have refused To evaluate, because what do we do? We put it all on their shoulders. I'm perfect, they just weren't the right person. If they were the right person, then this would have been easy. I wouldn't have responded that way. I wouldn't have had that issue. I wouldn't have had that jealousy there. And we've got to understand, look, we've got to evaluate ourselves and realize this, look, hear this. Just because you know something doesn't mean you'll change anything, right? Just because you have knowledge doesn't mean you'll actually do it. Every time we do a relationship series, I have people come up and talk to me, especially after the last one. They're like, this is amazing. This has changed my life. This makes so much sense. I've listened to this every single day this week. I'm like, that's a bit much. Okay? Like, I've had people go, man, I've listened to this so many times. I almost started dating somebody else. And I listened to your entire message before we started dating again. Like, the entire series. I'm like, that's great. Cool, and then what happens? They're like, I want to change the relationship. I want to do stuff different. They have all the knowledge. Then they go into the relationship, and what happens? Slowly, they start to do things the same exact way. Why? Because it was just knowledge. Just because we know what we should do that's right doesn't mean we'll actually do it. I mean, think about it. How many things do we know we ought to do, but we lack the discipline and self-control to do it? Right? How many of us this year said, this is going to be the year I get in shape? I don't know how many times I've said, you know what? I'm going to try to dunk again. It's not going to happen. I don't know why I think it will, but there's in the back of my mine mind, it'd be so cool to be able to do that again. I only was able to for like two months, one year. And, but it's like that idea. It's like, oh, just because I know something, just because I've admitted guys, just because you've admitted you did something wrong, doesn't mean anything changes. You guys have been around people that have done this. You've been around parents that have done this. I'm sorry. I was wrong. Then they do it again the same exact day. See, because the hardest thing to convince you of is that it's you, right? It's you. And here's the other side of it. And some of you may be okay with this, but many of you don't. And, and I'm going to say this, and some of you are going to be like, oh, he, how dare he? You have time. And you're like, no, I don't. I have a timeline, right? Married by this time, kids by this time, this by this time. Everything's got it figured out. Some of the guys are like, who has that? She's sitting next to you. It's there, I promise. <laughs> but we do, we put in timelines and we go, how, you don't understand, I can't take any time off because I've got to be married soon. I've got to have this done soon. And we think this, we think that time is our enemy, when the truth is time is your friend. Time is your friend in this. In fact, if you want to date in a different way, if you want to actually heal, it takes time. It takes time if you want to actually be able to see yourself and your part that you played in the relationship, if you want to see what really went wrong, you have to take time. You have to take time to realize those issues and see those problems. But if you don't, it's always going to stay the same. He's a jerk. She's crazy. I don't need to change anything. And all we do is this. When we refuse to evaluate our situation, all we do is we take the baggage that we had before and every bit of baggage that we gain in every relationship and we bring it to the next one. Because we refuse to realize that part of the blame is on us. And here's the deal. Let me just say this too. If you're going to sit here and you go, well, it was all them. They were all wrong. Let's just say you're right. Let's just say you were perfect in a relationship. It was all them. Here's what you got to question. Why did you date them? In fact, I think that's the answer many of you have to ask first. What drew you to that person? What drew you to that wounded person? What drew you to the person that gets mad and angry just like somebody else you know? Like, what caused us to do that? How do we change that? Here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna look at the Bible and you're like, oh man, can't you just give us something simple? Why do we gotta look at the Bible? Sometimes I say, oh, we gotta look at the Bible, like, oh man, can we just like shock myself or something and then I'm good? No, we're going to look at the Bible. And I need you to understand, when we look at the Bible, when we look at these things, many times we talked about and we said, hey, you know, back in Jesus' day, they set up people like the parents got together and did it. But the time that Jesus came into was an awful time. It was an incredibly immoral time. I want you to understand what he walked into. He walked into a time of incredible slavery, like absolutely brutal slavery. You had a time where they had the Colosseums. Remember the Colosseums that you heard about where they would put people in the Colosseum and people would fight to the death or animals would come and rip them apart and people would cheer and watch. Like how demented a society has to be to where you get to that place. On top of that, you have cult worship all around. You have people who are worshiping cult gods and the way that they do that is through orgies. Another way is you would go to these different temples. Like if you you wanted to serve Baal, you would go in the temple. Like how do I worship Baal? You have sex with the temple prostitute. Like that's where the Roman society was at that time. This wasn't something where Jesus walks in and says, hey, this is the way you do relationships. And the Romans were like, oh yeah, we're already doing it that way. Like, here's what was crazy at that time. At at that time with the Roman society for men, they would have sex with their wives in order to create an heir. But once they created an heir, they would have sex with what was basically young boys so that they wouldn't have another heir so that they wouldn't have to split up their fortune. Like this was a normal thing. Like where people would go, oh, where are you you going today? Well, women are for creating kids, but boys are for fun was basically what was said. Small boys. Small boys. This is the society that Jesus is walking into. Like, I want you to understand that when Jesus is talking about these heart changes and when he's talking about are oh, the way we should love others, these are not people that are hearing this and going, oh, that's what we're doing already. These are people that are hearing this and going, this is the absolute opposite. So if you're sitting here today and you hear this, you're like, that sounds great, but that's opposite of where I'm at. You're in the same place as the people that were hearing this from Paul in Romans. And here's what he says this. He says this, he goes, therefore, I urge you brothers and sisters in view of God's mercy, what does that mean? In view of what God's already done, the fact that he already sent Jesus, the fact that he already died on your cross, on the cross, the fact that he already forgave all your sins that you've done and the sins that you're going to do. And here's the crazy thought. That's kind of a bad idea for God. If, if God was all about control, he wouldn't forgive the sins that we're going to do, right? He would say, oh, no, you need to keep coming back. You need to keep doing those. But what do you say? He goes, because of what God's already done, here's what you should do. You should offer your bodies as living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. He says, here's what it is. He goes, I want you to give all of you, everything about you to God. And then he says this, he goes, true and proper worship. This is basically translated to the English word. This is the most logical thing you can do. The most logical thing you can do in, in all my knowledge of everything I know about God is to give everything about you to him. Why? Why do we offer ourselves as a living sacrifice? Why would I give God everything I want to do and everything I want to be? Well, Romans 12, two says this. It says that this is what he's going to do. He goes, because when you don't conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed, what does he do? He renews your mind. He renews your mind. If you want a better relationship, if you want to date a different way, if you're already dating and you're already engaged, but you want to continue following after God, we must constantly be looking to renewing our minds. And what does it say? It says, do not conform to this world. I, I want to be honest with you. If you are not purposely trying to date or live a different way, you will become like everyone else and you will date like everyone else. It's crazy because everyone wants to be their own little snowflake in this world, but what happens? You see everyone looking and acting like everyone else, but you see people that are in the Christian world and they date like the world, but they just say different things, and when it comes up like, oh, you're doing something you shouldn't do, what do they say? Well, God said it was okay. We prayed about it. I can't tell you the number of people I've talked to. They're like, yeah, we're gonna move in with each other. I'm like, well, that's not right. Well, God told us it was okay. No. No, he didn't. Well, we're, we're going to, I've heard people say so many different things. Oh, God said it was okay. What is, what is happening right here? We're deciding to live the way the world does it. We're not putting any effort, so we're becoming just like them. But hear this. Understand this. Renewal, and this is the hard part, doesn't happen with a prayer, a commitment, or a promise. Okay? It's not that easy. Renewal is a process. Here's what we're so famous for at church. Pray this prayer say this thing, make this promise. And that's what we wanna do, right? I wanna change. So God, I promise I'm gonna do it this way. That's nice. That's great. And you have to start somewhere, but actual renewal takes time. It's something that has to slowly happen. And what we have to do is we have to get rid of what's underneath. It's kinda like this. I don't know if you guys have ever painted old furniture, but if you go to paint old furniture, what's the first thing you have to do? You have to sand off all the old, right? Because if you don't, it goes bad. I've seen this happen so many times. I've gone in there. My dad's like, hey, don't forget to sand it. I'm like, yeah, fine. I'll just cover it with extra coats. And what happens? After time, what happens? It just peels away. Guys, if you think a promise is going to make you date different, if you think all you have to do is prayer, prayer, and it's going to happen, what's going to happen is the same thing that I've talked about. You're going to have the right mind going into it, but the moment you start to date or you start to move towards that relationship, it's going to peel away. And the old is going to be there. See, you guys have prayed for a different relationship. You have promised God. I wouldn't be surprised if some of you in your small group have gone, hey, it's going to be different from now on. You guys got it? And everybody's like, yeah, it's going to be different. That's great. Everyone cheered. But that doesn't mean it's going to be different. We've got to take time to renew. How do we renew our minds? Well, first thing we have to do is this. If you're in a place where you're like, man, I date the wrong way all the time. How do I change this? You've got to pause your relationships. You've got to stop dating. And I know this is tough for some of you. Like, I don't mean just stop dating. I'm like all relationships. Like no small dates, no friends that you randomly hook up with or make out with when you both feel lonely. Like this is deciding I'm going to pause relationships and allow God to work something in my heart because I understand what he has is better in the time that I will do this and the time that it will take will be absolutely worth it because I will get that back. I've never heard someone say, I'm so happy I rushed into that relationship. No one's ever said that, man, I'm so happy. I looked past all those warning signs so fun going to that much therapy. <laughs> You've never heard anyone say that, right? We've never heard somebody, "Oh, I'm so happy I rushed back into the relationship. Oh, I'm so happy I didn't see those things." Why? Because here's what we're going to do. You're going to say, oh, "Man, God, I want to renew my heart." But then the next day you're going to go, "Man, I feel kind of lonely. I'd rather have this." But understand, when you allow God to renew your heart, the reward is incredible. And it's what you're looking for. Romans 12, 2, and the second half of the verse, he says this. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is. His good, pleasing, and perfect will. He says you will be able to test and approve. What does that mean? It means you will be able to see what God wants in your life. It means this. You will be able to actually pick the right person. Like, so many of us think, like, this whole idea of who God's going to put in front of us, it's going to be this big holy thing. Like, God's going to bring down a light from heaven and show you the right person. That's not going to happen. And like, I, I've had a girl say before, man, I was reading this first, and then I walked in. The guy had the same tattoo. It's a sign from God. I'm like, no, you were re- reading Philippians 4.13, weren't you? I was like, if that's the case, there's, like, 20 guys here that have that tattoo. It's okay. But we do, we think, oh, it's going to be this thing. God's going, here's the deal. If you take the time to allow me to renew your mind, you will actually be able to make the right decisions and find the right person. But if you don't, if you just go next and you just say, hey, I admit that I'm wrong, all right? I admit that I'm wrong. I know that I've dated wrong, but that's it. Nothing will ever change. Guys, admitting that you're wrong solves nothing. It's just the first step, right? I mean, it's the first step in AA, right? You walk into A, what do you have to say? I'm an alcoholic. You have to admit that you're wrong. Now, do they give you the coin there and go, you're good, go. Go hang out at a bar. You're going to be fine. No, it's the first step of like 12. Why? Because there's more steps out of it. Just because you admit fault, just because you go, you know what? I was wrong in that relationship doesn't mean things were going to change. Because here's the crazy and scary idea. Every relationship decision you've made to this point, you believed was right. Right? Right? Every relationship decision you've made to this point actually made sense to you. And you look back at it now and you're like, "Why would I think that?" It's because you didn't take the time to transform your mind and your heart into what God wants it to be. See, so if you're going to transform those things, it takes time and focus. It takes time and focus. And here's what I want you to do. And some people are going, Oh man, what is he saying? Do I mean to spend like two hours a day in the Bible? Like do I need to stay away from everyone. Like put blinders on when girls are around or guys are around. Like that's not what I'm saying. Here's what transformation does mean. It does mean for some of you, it means that you need to add some friends. And let me say it this way. So many times in the church world, people come to church and they delete all their friends. I don't believe that's what God wants. Now, if they're absolutely awful, and they constantly lead you down the wrong way, then maybe you need to move away from them. But you also need to make sure you have people around you that want the same thing you want. If you don't have people around you to support you that think that dating the right way is a good thing, then you need to find some new friends. You need to find some extra friends. Now, on top of that, what does that mean? You need to probably make some new commitments. If you don't already, you should serve. We are never more like Christ. We are never closer to God than when we serve. So many times we, we hear people say all the time, Yo, you all just need to focus on you. you, need to focus on you. No, the way we see it from Jesus, you need to focus on others. Okay? So you change that, and then you spend time with God daily. Not crazy amounts of time. Start, let's do 10 minutes. Read two verses. Think about them. Pray. Move forward. Spend some time. And over time, what happens is, when, you t- when it takes that time and focus, he slowly changes your heart. And you need to do this in that way, because if you don't surround yourself with the right people, if you don't start your day off right, you will easily fall back into the lies that you believed before. And if you have the wrong people around you, they will tell you these lies. Because here's the biggest lie I hear all the time. Oh, but you don't understand. I I understand what you're saying, but my relationship's different. Right? We hear this, right? No, 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 no. But I, I get it. I get it. Yeah, they have a problem. My relationship's different. Like we love to believe that. Here's the truth. You're unique, but your relationship is not. Guys, if it was, then we wouldn't even be able to have this series because everybody, everything you'd be going through would be so different. The things you are going through and the things you are doing all make sense because everyone goes through it. Here's the problem. When I say my relationship is different, what does it allow me to do? It allows me to push aside good advice. It allows me to stop listening to people that I need to listen to in my life. When I say, oh, oh, it's just different. You don't understand. I don't have to listen to the people in front of me and I can avoid the truth and get what I really want, which is the relationship in front of me. Here's the lie that I actually, and it it kills me every time I hear it. And this is, and you guys have heard it too. I'm happy. That's all that matters. (laughs) This literally is the one point where I'm like, I understand shaking someone. But I hear it all the time. Oh, well, I'm just happy. And that's all that matters right now. They, they, they make me happy. Or what's worse is when I talk to their friends and I'm like, hey, are you going to say something here? They're like, oh, you know what? They deserve to be happy. They deserve to be happy. Hey, they've gone through a lot. And in this moment, they deserve to be happy. Here's the problem. If your friend is in an unhealthy relationship, it doesn't end in happiness. It ends in pain. So if we're, what we're basically saying is, you know what? They're happy and I really don't want to put the emotional effort into talking to them. Because we know if someone's in the wrong relationship, it's not going to end in the right place. And when did happiness become the goal of a relationship? When did momentary happiness become the idea of that? When has happiness been okay when we know pain is on the other side of it? When has that become an okay thing? And so what happens is we get in cycles, don't we? We, we, we date someone because they make us happy. Then it ends in pain. And so to make up for that pain, we date somebody else who has those same issues and we go through the same cycle. Or you see people do this cycle with one person. They start dating. They're happy. It's not going well. They get physical. They bring sex into it. And, and every fighting thing for a while is good because they're having a ton of sex. And then all of a sudden it goes the wrong way. And they're like, well, what should we do to make ourselves happy? Well, what's the next step? We move in with each other. Like, all right, we moved in together. This is great. We're happy. And here's what I always hear. It's like, well, why are you guys getting married? You guys have moved in with each other. Well, I just figured it was time. And they get married, and they're not happy in marriage. And so what happens then? They go, and I hear this, well, maybe, maybe a baby will make us happy. No. (laughs) At least if I have a baby, it will love me the way I ought to be loved. Yeah, until it can talk. (laughs) But we see this and some of you are like, that's my parents' story. They just kept going. They had the baby to stay together and they said, we'll stay together for the kids. But it got so vile and awful that they finally broke it off. See, the problem is when we chase happiness, it doesn't end. When we chase happiness, it literally puts us back in the same place every single time. And some of you in here right now are on that treadmill of relationships. You go through a relationship. It ends badly. You just go after another one. You must always have someone in your life. You must always have that person there to help you. And when you don't and you're not dating somebody, you have somebody near you that is of the opposite sex that you keep close just to make you feel better about yourself. Guys, If we want to do this the right way, we have to take the time. And here's the challenge, and this is not new to me. So when you're angry with me, don't just be angry at me. This is other pastors have said this too. And here's my challenge to you. If you're someone in this room, you have been dating and dating and dating. You're like, I want to change. If you're someone in this room that just got out of a long relationship and you're like, I don't want the next one to be like that. Here's my challenge. And this sounds drastic, okay? Sounds drastic. Take a year off. Nobody likes that. Wait, a year? But what if I find the right person? Why does it matter? You won't be the right person. <laughs> that year, if you spend it purposefully to renew your mind and your heart, to get on the same page as God, to understand what it truly means to have the right relationship. You'll be better off anyway, because what's gonna happen? This happens all the time. Every year I do a relationship series and I feel like people are in that same exact place. They're like, I don't need to take a year off and they date and it goes wrong and then they're back at the same exact place. I don't need to take a year off and they date and they do it wrong and they're back in the same place. What's worse, taking a year off from dating or having another relationship that's just as bad? getting to the end of a year and a half relationship where you're like, why did I waste that time? Is it better to take that year off or to be in a marriage where you're going, what did I do? Because it it, it sounds like a lot. It sounds like an incredible amount of time. But if you allow God to renew your heart and renew your mind and you allow him to prepare you for something different, that's exactly what he will do. Because if we don't choose to prepare for something different, we will always be stuck with the same. We will always be stuck with the same. And here's what I know will happen. I, this will, besides the phone going off, this is what will happen. The moment you decide to take a year off, promise you, if you're somebody that's dating all the time, moment, somebody's going to walk in front of you and go, you're going to be like, that's the one. That's one. Don't even look at them. Don't even look at them. Or you can go, hey, um, two weeks into this, see you in 50 weeks. Because who you are and who you want to be is what needs to change. Not just finding the right person. Remember, that's what we've said. So if the right person walks in front of you, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You're not ready for that relationship anyway. And if they are the right person, you'll just mess up their relationship. Because I'm not saying this because I'm trying to be mean. I'm saying this because I want you to do better. I want you to have better. I want you to find the right person. And I don't want to be sitting here a year from now and you going, I can't take a year off. I'm supposed to be married next year and have kids and everything's gonna happen. I want you to go, I took a year off and I'm better prepared. Because I have had, I, in just the past two weeks, I've had three or four different conversations with people who took a year off and they, go, they said this, I'm, being, I'm not joking. They said, "How if this relationship would have shown up last year, I would not have been able to handle it. I would have sabotaged it. They've told me that. They said, if this would have happened before, I would not have been in the right place. You will never spend a year with God and go, that was a waste. You won't. So please take the challenge, take it to heart. If you don't like me, you can come up and talk to me and yell at me, I'm fine with it. That's fine. But I promise you, it takes time. Just thinking I'm gonna do things different will change nothing. Let's pray. God, I thank you uh, for who you are. God, I thank you that um, you love us so much to help us and guide us. And God, I pray for everyone in here, this is not just for those that want to take a break, but God, for all of us, I pray that we would daily renew our hearts and renew our minds with you. God, I pray that we constantly be looking for what you want for us. But God, I pray for those of you, those in here that are out of a bad relationship or about to end a relationship or in serial relationships, God, I pray. God, I pray that you put it on their heart to take a break and to pause, to focus on you, to focus on themselves, to focus on the issues that are there and allow you to change their heart and their mind so that the next person that they see is not someone that's going to hurt them, but someone that you have for them. God, I pray, I pray for these things. God, we love you and we thank you. And in Jesus' name I pray, amen.